Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your hearts? And of course, how are your heads? Guys, what's going on? How are you doing? I hope you've had a joyous week. I hope you're feeling great about yourselves. I hope you've lost that bit of weight you wanted to. Or put it on. Who gives a shit? You're beautiful inside and out regardless. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who has been supporting the show recently and jumping on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. As much as it pains me to present the digital troker box yet again, I so sorely need your help. Please support the show and keep the Sunday Roast alive. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan for as little as four euro a month. You'll be keeping this dream somewhat alive and we will continue sailing into the sun side by side. Thank you to everybody also who follows me on Instagram at Megan Mark. It's a beautiful day today. Forgive the lateness of the roast. I've actually been out in the sun Sunday roasting. It's been gorgeous, but on a much more rattier note. Okay, on a much more cynical, sardonic, acerbic, to the extent you think this has to be a character, he couldn't purely, he couldn't actually be this negative at all times, this has to be an act. I was in a taxi this morning, okay? I got into a taxi this morning, and most of my conversations in the world, I'm such a recluse these days, are between myself and myself, or with with taxi drivers, when I'm on the way to do an errand. Patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. Now, as we all know, okay, good weather is like sort of, it's sort of like the heroin for a taxi driver in terms of chat. You know, it really sets them up for the day. It's up there with like a celebrity death or a terrorist attack. They get so much mileage out of a bit of sun. Um, do you remember, the, I, I can only equate it to, do you remember when you were a child and you'd hear rumblings that there was going to be a snow day um, and ambitiously we in Ireland thought, oh, maybe we could have a snow day like they have them in America, you know, like a proper full-blown snow day. So you'd hear there was talk of there, there was talk of there going to be snow and you'd wake up first thing in the morning, you'd leap out of bed and rip out, open the curtains in the optimistic glee that there'd be a sheet of white across the garden. That's barbers and taxi drivers on a sunny day, okay? It's like all of their Christmases have come at once. Incidentally, most barbers probably begin their day with a different, different type of sheet of white, but that's a roast for another time. You can imagine the glee, though, in the taxi driver's face when he sees the sun shining in the morning, you know. They're all looking at themselves in the mirror, rehearsing their their choice lines already. They go for the the, the few classics, you know, the Jesus, hope you got a factor 50 on in dat, pal. Or, um, wouldn't need to head to Spain when the weather's dat good, would ya? And, of course, the tried and tested, yeah, wasn't supposed to be nice, but I suppose we'll take what we can get. What? You know, brilliant. These are classic lines. But I think, I actually think, by the way, the biggest swindle of all time is that we as passengers get blamed for asking the same few questions to taxi drivers whenever we're in their car. Do you know what I mean? Like, the joke is always on us as if we're bland and mediocre. You know the way, like, they, but they do the exact same thing. Okay, so we obviously do the classic, uh, are you busy tonight, are you out late this evening, or do you want to hear my Belfast impression, you know? But the reality is, the mirror should be held up to them too. They're not all cunning linguists and conversational Oscar Wilde's. The onus should not be just on us as passengers to provide the chat. So, I get into my taxi this morning, okay? I see him outside, and as I'm walking towards the car, 
Okay, he's actually, I shit you not, he's leaning over the dashboard, looking at the sun as I walk up to the car, as if he's searching for some last minute inspiration. Okay, and before, before I even get in, before he's even stuck the meter on and he's put an extra sneaky two euro hoping I wouldn't notice, he leans in really close to me to the extent you can hear the suspension under his seat squeak with the pressure of his swiveled arse turning and he just goes for it straight away, all in, no kissing. Doesn't even bother with the preamble or the sort of build up or anything, you know? He just goes straight for it and he says, The sunny weather, the sunny weather brings all the good looking women out, doesn't it? So, uh, so, sorry? The funny weather brings all the good-looking women out, doesn't it? He, he, he nearly crashed the car into my neighbour's green bin, right? Because there was a woman walking down the street beside us, and she was wearing a pair of leggings that were more sheer than crepe paper soaked in baby oil, or those badly designed biodegradable straws you now get in the new Capri Suns. The funny weather brings all the good-looking women out, doesn't it? Uh, the, the women are the same throughout the year, Tony. The women, excuse me, are the same throughout the whole year. It's the dresses that you like. It's the skirts. It's the extra open buttons on the shirts. It's the light and shy jumpsuits with no socks that's sending blood to your cop yourself on, Tony. It's got nothing to do with the sunny weather. Can we just, you know, it's not like there are just 15 Brazilians, yeah, living in a one-bedroom bedsit on Dorset Street that only come out during the summer months because they're working for the... Okay, right, well, maybe that's a bad example, because actually that's exactly what's happening due to the housing crisis. But this is not a political podcast, you know? Anyway, you know, you just got to wonder, like, where do they go hiding for the rest of the year, what? Firstly, I'm gravely, gravely concerned by your use of the word hiding, (laughs) okay? And secondly, females aren't some sort of seasonal produce, like Wexford fucking strawberries in May, or existential despair in December. They don't just come out in the summer like fruit flies. We don't live in the city of Anne Franks, who locked themselves away from the lads of the town until May. This is utter madness. Let's just get down to brass tacks, shall we? It's not even the outfits that you're noticing. Scene. It's got nothing to do with the outfits. You haven't seen a lady in a Bershka bodysuit and thought, geez, that's really well styled. Fair play to Una. I hope you enjoy the barbecue. Looks great with the knee-high pleather boots and the inexplicable black belt that is so at odds with the rest of what you're wearing, you'd swear she's just mugged a champion of Tai Chi or won a karate competition. You're here for the skin, Tony. Everything else is just noise. Just nonsense. Much like whenever you go to KFC and you order a flaming crispy or a smoking holy or a zinger swinger, it's all just a miscellaneous distraction to hide from your attraction to the skin. You don't care for the outfits. You want what's within, Tony. And then we go off. Oh, look, look, there's another one. And he starts pointing. He's, he's looking at another woman. This is like the most budget virgin version of David Attenborough I've ever seen. We're now effectively curb crawling through Dunleary with him pointing out with his finger. Thank God for the time being. Each woman on the street as if this sort of furthers his point that girls only exist more, or, or like exist more in July than the rest of the year. And now I'm involved in it too. I'm ensnared in the city centre traffic bumper to bumper with him gesturing towards women and loudly exclaiming as to whether or not he would pump her. And it's madness and I'm right beside him. I'm stuck. I'm caught up in the act. 
It's sort of like it's sort of like if you're in a toxic relationship, you know? Even if you're trying to be a better person, by spending more time with that other individual, you regress. And then you become somebody that you dislike and start behaving in a way that you know was wrong. But you can't seem to break that awful cycle. And then we go, okay, we get towards town, we pass by the Aviva Stadium. And some of you may know there was a Westlife concert on last night. And we drive through these crowds upon crowds of women, right? With more pink Stetsons than a pride party in Texas. And I notice now that he's not really commenting anymore. (laughs) If anything, he's just deeply inhaling and whispering to himself, Jesus, my God, and sweet suffering Jesus to himself under his breath. It's like he's getting agitated. So I just sort of go, is, is everything all right, Tony? And he goes, I oh, know, no, but in all honesty, like some of them scots are way too short, you know? Some of these clothes are way too short. Like, I mean, if she, look at her now, if she was climbing up over a ladder, you know, or, or over a wall and I was behind her, you, you, you'd see everything. Again, Tony, I'm terrified that even in this imaginary scenario of yours, the damsel is clearly in distress and fleeing the fictional scene. Why is she climbing over ladders and jumping over walls? Why are women always running away from you, Tony? This isn't an episode of Takeshi's Castle or American Ninja Warrior. What the hell is going on here? And then he goes, now, the coup de grace, he looks out the window and he goes, look at her there now. I'd need a six-seater if I was to bring her home. And I said, right, uh, that's just awful, mate. There's no, I said, there's zero need to be saying stuff like that to strangers. It's just not on. And he goes, ah, you know, like, it's just something you say, like, you know, bloke to bloke. I hate that bloke to bloke stuff. I hate the lad to lad, the man to man, the fella to fella. It does nothing for me. Just because we both have willies, you know, just because we both have these luscious, luscious willies. It does not mean that the penis can act like a passport to some secret members club. If you'll allow the pun, we are not the same. This banter of yours is offensive in its inaccuracy, its misogyny, and you're robbing me, Tony, of 16 tranquil minutes that could have been spent in the back of this taxi, silently refreshing my Instagram feed in the hopes that somebody would have put up a story of something other than A, a picture of the sunset with the caption, Dublin, you so pretty, B, a carefully poised post-sea swims picture with the caption, fresh, Or C, an extremely happy couple enjoying themselves on a holiday I can't afford, living a life I wish I had. So look, there you have it. I, I, I don't believe that the summer makes people more hot. I don't believe that the warm weather brings out better looking people. I don't think that they're hiding away for the rest of the year. I think it's a primitive, primitive level of just horniness. I think the whole country is titillated by the idea of seeing more skin. You know, because as Irish people, as a species, you know, we probably spend less time nude than any other race. Uh, We fear being nude. We we detest being naked. You know, even after even after one night stands, I've literally seen people cover themselves up with iPhone charges, such as the their sheer terror at the idea of somebody seeing them naked, even though you've already fornicated. This is madness. And I'm just as bad myself. Like I'm there. There's been times. 
ones where I've been sitting on the edge of a bed, like that famous French statue, the thinker, just on the off chance she might get a glimpse of my sphincter as I jump out of the lava and put my jeans at a put my jeans back on at a quicker pace than I took them off. It's strange. It's weird. We're, 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 we find the summer startling because there's so many cleavages, arse cracks, ankles, elbows, shoulders, toes available to the naked eye. And it's overwhelming on the senses. So we assume that everybody else is better looking. Bear in mind, they're also most of their faces are covered in sunglasses. So that's why I don't think it's anything to do with women or men being better looking in the summer. You know, if anything, I think I'm actually worse looking in the summer because when I wear shorts, I look like a strict female school principal on sports day or a, or a doughy umpire at Wimbledon. I, it's, it's a disaster. If anybody's seen me in public recently, you'll see that I'm trying to don a pair of shorts. I look absolutely ridiculous. It doesn't work. I look like that little, um, no, doesn't matter. But you know, I don't think it's anything to do. And, I suppose less is probably more when it comes to summer fashion because some of the clothes that you see people wearing are ridiculous. Uh, this isn't to have a go at females, but joking aside, some of the women walking around in badly shaped linen suits that are in desperate need of an iron, they really need to figure that out. Wearing an off-brand, off-brand pair of Birkenstocks called something like Barkensocks that even the local parish priest wouldn't wear. You look like a fucking out-of-work archaeologist. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, sorry, less isn't always more. Because then, of course, you've got the lads, you know, the guys who think it's okay to walk around topless. What is that about? It's the quickest way of letting the world know that you didn't continue school on after the junior cert, that you prefer chef ketchup to Heinz, and it's an efficient and effortless way of removing any doubt, you know, over whether or not you have a criminal record. Walking around with your T-shirt off in public, and just in case that isn't enough, just in case that walking around topless as a man wasn't enough to whet your appetite for social destruction, why don't you carry a speaker around with you? Why don't you carry a little speaker around with you? Blaring noise that masquerades as dance music so garish and so offensive to the ears, they would even deem it too grotesque to be played out of the speakers on the snowblower ride. In Thunderland. These people are... If, if, if you offered to rescue a kitten from the tree, the nervous mother would be hugging the trunk and climbing up the tree herself to get away from you and your tribal tattoos. So I've just done a poll on Instagram, okay, to ascertain who who is more badly dressed, okay, Irish men or Irish win- women. And I can assure you now that 79% of people on my Instagram, a grand total of 872 votes, have voted for Irish men, okay, with 21% voting for Irish women. So this has given me an idea, A, because I feel like this could be something that we could do in a new series of podcasts, wherein we pick two sides of an argument, we put it out to the people, and then I present those sides of the argument. I don't know, it's just an idea. But I know what you mean. I walked around, I spent the whole day in the sunshine today. I overheard one guy just walking around saying to his friend, Asher, what else would you be doing when the weather's like this? What else would you be doing when the weather was like this? Um... Potentially not getting third-degree sunburn on Bray Beach 
and justifying carrying around eight cans of druids in a ripped plastic bag just because the clouds have parted for 30 minutes. You exceptionally red and scary man. Also, after spending a day in the sun and witnessing men and men's attire, I feel like there needs to be a return of the sleeve very soon. Whatever happened to a good old-fashioned sleeve? Do you know what I mean? What happened to it? Grown men these days seem to have become so Americanized in their apparel choices that they think it's acceptable to sail through life wearing vests, sleeveless t-shirts, sunburnt Irish boys wearing basketball jerseys, presenting themselves to the world as if life is just one great big music festival. What is the mindset behind these animals? who exist in some sort of perpetual Greek island lads holiday, wherein they think it's acceptable to walk into restaurants wearing wife beaters. Even the name wife beater, by the way. Surely that's a red flag. The name itself must be a red flag when you're in pennies picking out your summer ensembles. So uh, what do you have here? I'm I'm just not great with fashion. So could you just talk me through what you have here? Yeah, of course. Um, Well, we've got some T-shirts. We've got some polo necks. And then we have the wife beaters. What are they? Uh, Just we have the wife beaters there. And then we have the sex aggressors. The what? The sex aggressors. They're like a sleeve. Okay, I'll take three sex aggressors in red, please. All extra large. Free the nipple. Lock up the biscuits. It's madness. I do think, I think there's a weird thing with Irish men when it comes to clothes, where they're sort of caught in this cycle of forever trying to relive their youth. And I just don't understand it. Anyway, so I tell you about the time I went to Irish college or a teenage disco or anything else from my child. Do you know what I mean? I do think guys from the age of 16 to 37 in Ireland, they all dress the same. It's like a uniform of biscuitry. You see these people walking around in the little plimsolls, miscellaneous sport shorts and a vest with a shave back and sides on the head. And you wonder, is he busy preparing for his Spanish oral in the junior cert or is he about to sell me home insurance? What's going on here? Then, of course, you've got the guys. And these ones are potentially the worst, I think. Because the other ones, you sort of just nod endearingly and go, that's fine, they don't have the exposure. They they haven't had the access to information in the same way that others may have. But the real ones now are the guys who gain their fashion inspiration from sort of the Pinterest of idiocy, that is, famous footballers' Instagram accounts, you know? Cristiano Ronaldo might get away with wearing t-shirts down to his knees, but you just look like you're wearing a nightie. You look like a nerd at a sleepover who's wet the bed, aka yet again, even though I knew I said I wouldn't, and mum packed the dry nights in the bag, but I still did, and you've been given one of the dad's gov t-shirts to wear, and then you get slagged for the rest of the night about it, and they call you piss pants megan until the age of 18. You know those ones. But anyway, look, we're all a fan of chest hair, okay? But these V-neck Zara t-shirts, you know the ones that like, They come from like the throat and there's a hole all the way down to the belly button. They've just got an exposed midriff. These t-shirts are exclusively worn by people who think Love Island is a Spanish fucking province and believe the word no to be just a bit of encouragement. Do you know what I mean? They're usually accompanied with needless additional jewellery. This growing trend in Ireland of needless additional jewellery, it was effective when donned by Russell Brand in 2008. Doesn't, doesn't quite have the same appeal when it's worn by a reformed jock from Donnybrook who has replaced verbally abusing nerds to herbally abusing weed and walking around with as many unnecessary cheap necklaces as Johnny Depp's does on his left forearm. Or oh, you can't have a go at Johnny. You can. 
you don't look chilled out and approachable because you bought a pair of rosary beads in Top Man and gone to one Red Hot Chili Peppers gig. You're still a Red Hot Silly Sausage. Am I right, girls? Equality. Speaking of Red Hot Silly Sausage... No. Anyway. I, I agree. Men are worse, are worse dressed. Also, somebody messaged me and said I should do something about the article that was in the Irish Independent during the week about living at home with your parents in your 30s. I, I didn't read it. I saw the title. I couldn't go near it. As somebody who lives, who had lived at home well into my 30s, I'm only 26, I totally get it though. It's extremely awkward, especially when it comes to dating. Um, and love making when you're living at home in your 30s. I don't know how many times I've had to sit people down and explain to them what me and mum have is beautiful. much to everybody who subscribed to the patreon patreon.com forward slash mark megan if you enjoy the show please let me know please support the show patreon.com um let me know what you think about this idea because i'm just thinking in terms of formats i mean would it be interesting to do something like that wherein there's two sides of an arc argument and then we discuss it on the show we could just spice things up a bit guys just jizz things up a bit just smear the... No. But thank you so much for your support. Please follow me on Instagram, at Megan Mark. Please subscribe to the bloody Patreon. And I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying your summer. I hope. I hope. I hope. God bless. Speak to you soon.